Welcome to a special edition of the Magnifying Excellence Podcast, when we look back at our most intriguing moments from Season 1 and look ahead to Season 2. You know, excellence is a, it's, it's a culture to Life is the opportunity to pursue excellence as a human being, not a doing, a being. Time to talk about excellence. It's a great time to talk about excellence. Welcome to the Magnifying Excellence Podcast, powered by Xleap.com. Excellence is a journey, not a destination. Here's your host, Brian Hurlbert. An excellent hello to each of you, and thanks again for making the Magnifying Excellence Podcast a part of your day. What a journey season one has been. I'm continually humbled and honored to have such tremendous, and yes, excellent guests. I thank each for spending time with us and sharing so candidly about the excellent and not so excellent times along their journeys. Each episode took on a feel of its own, and I was continually stunned at the willingness of the guests to so readily share and inspire. Each guest was extremely intriguing. So much so, we created a best of episode to kick off season two, but after pondering the name, it seemed much better to call it our most intriguing moments from season one. Plus, I will also take you behind the scenes in what made each moment so memorable. Without further ado, here are about 18 minutes of max intrigue from our excellent guests. It all began with Hall of Famer Greg Maddox, and he lived up to his billing, just as he did during his baseball career. I labeled him Mr. Only because of the too many to count records he held or holds. But along with his excellence came some challenging times, and Greg faced them straight on during his career and during our first episode, including the dreaded F word. You know, after I had some success on the mound, first time in the playoffs, I failed. And the biggest reason I failed in that, in that game was I wasn't able to control my nerves. Nerves got the best of me, and I... Uh, uh, made very bad decisions mentally on pitch selection. And that, I blame that on the nerves. So I needed to learn how to not not pitch nervous, but think nervous. And uh, I did see a sports psychologist. He did help me out with that. I was able to separate the two and understand when I was nervous and not let it affect my thinking. And how did you do that? What was the advice that, that allowed you to overcome that? That seems like... Uh... You know, for an athlete to come to terms with that's a pretty big moment and then to take the steps to overcome it and realize it. How did you do that? Well, the first thing I didn't lie to myself. <laughs> you know, I think it's very important to not lie to yourself. I'm always a bit hesitant to ask the difficult questions, but when Greg answered so meaningfully and with such conviction about being humbled and facing his failures, I knew we were on to something with the podcast. Next up was Napoleon McCallum a graduate of the Naval Academy, college football Hall of Famer, and former Raiders player, and now successful business person. His comments were intriguing in a different way than Greg's, but cut just as deep. What he said when talking about the importance of personal and team excellence will stick with me for a lifetime, and he used the example of coaching his daughter's soccer team to illustrate his thoughts. So, because you got to know what excellence looks like, you know, or, or where excellence is. And I would tell them, write down that goal and then focus on it and not have just a big goal, but have little goals. How are you going to get there? 
and then try to uh, strive to obtain that. Like for some girls, it's like, you know, I need to run on my toes. So think about it. Think about running on your toes until it is a habit where that's all you do. Um, I have another girl who, you know, her kicks are all over the place. And so concentrate when you're going to kick. Think about how I'm going to make the perfect kick, how I'm going to lock my ankle out, how I'm going to hit it with the right part of my foot. As Napoleon said, goals are important. And the main goal for this podcast is to steadily grow our listenership. You can help by sharing this episode, subscribing to the podcast, and or leaving a review. Spending your time listening to the episodes means a lot to me, and I hope you spend a few more seconds sharing how much you enjoy our episodes. That is, in the event you actually do enjoy our episode. Next on our season one podcast journey was the one and only Susan Anton, a legendary and versatile entertainer who was also an entrepreneur and an advocate for women in business. She stated with conviction, how are you thinking truly matters. Excellent is, to me, is a way of being. It's the way you are being at all times. And you are intentional about having a mindful attitude. Because I believe absolutely that our thoughts create our actions, which create the results of our lives. And so it starts with our thinking. How are you thinking? Are you thinking positive about people? Are you believing in the best for yourself? Are you um, living your truth or are you trying to live somebody else's truth? And I think that life is the opportunity to pursue excellence as a human being, not a doing, a being. During these challenging times, it seems like a good time to take Anton's advice and be a human being, not a doing. Thanks, Susan. It was an epic interview when Basketball Hall of Famer and announcer Bill Walton joined us for episode four. And there's no doubt that his 16-minute answer when asked to define excellence is a record that won't be broken. The free-spirited Walton also continually intrigued me throughout the episode, firing off inspirational and meaningful quotes one after the other, demonstrating an amazing memory, plus a deep appreciation of excellence. Walton's definition included what equals true success, plus how to achieve peace of mind on the journey of life and excellence. It was something he learned from his college coach, John Wooden. Success is the peace of mind that comes with the self-satisfaction of knowing that you've done your best. And while I had heard that a billion times, it never really sunk in because when we lost games, I would always, you know, ah, what am I doing? Why wasn't I more ready? Why wasn't I, why wasn't I aware of the advantage that I had here that would have allowed us to win? When my health failed, why didn't I take more precautions? Why wasn't I more aware? And on and on and on. And, but you learn because you have so many encounters. There are so many endeavors in your life and that you can only control the things that are in your power to impact. If you haven't already listened to the episodes, take some time and enjoy them because each of the guests really spoke with great eloquence about excellence and their personal journeys. Guest five was yet another stunner, as Mike Maddox shared how his journey of Major League Baseball excellence was almost over before it started, 
only to be saved by his willingness to go all in on himself, his talent, and his determination. I could hear the emotion in Mike's voice as he recalled the moments that changed his life. You know, uh, I had a couple surgeries and I was trying to fight back, uh, get back on that prospect horse that I was once on, but two, two surgeries in two years and I was, wasn't very good, I'll be honest with you, but um, I kind of got written off and I wasn't ready for the end. You know, I know it would end, but I wasn't ready for it. So I was uh, at the Las Vegas Baseball Academy and Mike Martin was catching me and all of a sudden it just kept getting better and better. And this was my second time through surgery and it just kept getting better. Well, a lot of baseball had kind of like given up on me and I'm sitting at home and they had spring training games, spring training games on television. And I was, you know, kind of a little, you know, bitter, you know, I'm watching guys play on TV and I'm like, you know what, uh, how can they get an opportunity? I think I'm every bit as good as they are, somewhat maybe even better. And all I really wanted was an opportunity because I was not ready for this thing to end. Well, Chris Kemper, one of my dear friends, uh, says, hey, the Las Vegas Stars are having a luncheon where they're going to introduce the manager, Jim Riggleman. Would you like to go? And I said, you know what? You're darn tootin' I'd like to go. So we went down to this luncheon. And uh, Joe McElvain, the general manager of the Padres, and Ed Lynch, who was the minor league director, were there. So after uh, Riggleman spoke and everybody shaking hands, saying goodbye, they're on their way back to Yuma, Arizona for spring training. Um, Chris and I approach uh, Joe McElvain and Eddie Lynch and explain my situation and would like an opportunity just to go to camp. Well, they thought that, you know, the team being in Vegas and having a local guy on the team would kind of be that'd be pretty cool to go to spring training they could see if I could get a few innings here and there in the minor league camp well that was enough opportunity for me so I went down there paid my own way got a uniform got on the field got people out and then the moment came where they needed some innings pitched at the major league level in a uh, spring training game so I started the game and was quite successful. And they said, Hey, we want to see that again. So I threw again, got some outs. And anyway, I made the major league team out of minor league camp from this luncheon in Las Vegas. And that was in 91 and I played until 2000. So that was, uh, like I said, the, the end was right in front of me, but I wasn't ready for it to end. And that motivated me and that kept me motivated throughout my career because I had almost seen the end once. I didn't like the way it looked. I've known Mike for many years, but didn't know the depth of his story. I got chills listening to it, and it just might be the moment and story of season one due to how he told it and what it meant to him and his family. Thanks for sharing, Mike. Episode six guest Charlie Hoffman, a PGA Tour player and philanthropist, gave us a lesson in why self-belief is important. But after listening to him, it was clear there is more to believing in yourself than just blind confidence. Introspection and self-evaluation must also be practiced to truly be successful. It's very, very easy in my mind. Self-belief. If you don't have any self-belief, you're never going to get anywhere. Those, those doubters outside are bad. But if you have doubt inside, you're never going to make it. You've got to believe you're the best. You got to believe that you can do it. And there's going to be time you're going to be 
doubt yourself. There's no question. That's fine. But when you you got to be able to overcome that doubt and prove to yourself that you are the person you look in the mirror and who you want to be. And so that self-belief is a crucially important, no matter what you do, professional golfer, uh, a teenage kid. I mean, it doesn't matter. Whatever you do, you got to have self-belief in what you're doing. And sometimes that self-belief is wrong. But when you look in that mirror again, you learn from that mistake and you become bigger and better from those mistakes. And that's how you become the person you are. I have to reiterate that that self-belief, there's not there's not one great individual, great businessman, great president on and on that doesn't believe they're not doing the right thing. Even sometimes they're wrong. But I guarantee when they're making decisions, they're believing, they're believing themselves and they're all making the right. They think at that time they're going to make the right decision. But I think they're also smart enough to reflect that they may not have made that right decision at that time and grow from those decisions that they made and try to make, the, oh, obviously, all their decisions better. Our next guest has lived and breathed excellence for decades during his FBI career and now as a commentator, speaker, and best-selling author. In his book, The FBI Way, Inside the Bureau's Code of Excellence, Frank Figluzzi detailed why core values are so important for the FBI, any company, and anybody. So there is no simple, short explanation for excellence. In my world, where I come from, excellence at its core involves not only the simple concept of optimal performance, of course we get that, but there's something larger to excellence. For me, it's it's something that involves promoting and preserving core values. So excellence that is merely performance is really lacking. For true excellence, it has to be recognized beyond yourself and have some value beyond simply your performance. And so for me, excellence involves the preservation and maintaining of values on top of successful performance, because otherwise you're simply operating in a self-serving vacuum. Listening to a former top FBI agent during such turbulent times will always be among my most vivid memories of season one. Guest eight was former UNLV running rebel and longtime NBA player Greg Anthony, a lifelong friend who went into great detail about the importance of not being afraid of failure. A lot of the best experiences one has in life are the failures that they had. So that was a big part of it for me. I remember my sophomore year in high school, and I was starting varsity, and I was a really, really talented player, but I had no idea how good I was. And we were 6-24 and 24 my sophomore year. Um, and there wasn't anybody, and my coach would, like, tell me, you know, but I couldn't grasp it. You know, I didn't understand how to grow and how to impact more of the game. And so um, that experience, though, and then his belief in me and pushing me, uh, and then when I started to learn how to break things down, and that's what I mean by failure. Greg's message hit home because launching a podcast can be ripe for potential failure. But as Greg says, we all must press on without focusing on the worry. Plus, failure helps us grow. As I said during Elizabeth Blau's episode, she can taste excellence. She was a big part of Las Vegas's evolution into an international dining mecca, and she continues to be influential. 
She also empowers women in the industry, and her overriding message was to treat people with dignity and lead by example. Yeah, I mean, and that's a little bit, um, you know, what I talked about before. I mean, it has to start, you have to exemplify it yourself. And that doesn't mean that you have to be perfect. And that doesn't mean you have to be, you know, excellent every day. And that doesn't mean that you're never going to lose your temper or you're never going to make a wrong decision. Owning your decisions, not being afraid to apologize. When you make a mistake, just being the first to reach out, not to kind of hide behind it and hope it's it's going to go away. Um, I think that adage of leading by example is 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 critical. I mean, you know, you can't tell people to do one thing, don't spread COVID, stay home, and then be a politician who travels out of state to visit their family. I mean, <laughs> you have to be, you know, you have to have that that level of of integrity of of what you're doing. Again, cheers to Elizabeth for sharing. Concluding season one was the quiet giant former NFL lineman turned businessman turned attorney in his 60s, George Coons. He should be an NFL Hall of Famer, but is still waiting for induction all these years later. The message he shared that perked up my ears was that we need to be honest when assessing ourselves and any situation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I guess egotism is the anesthesia for the pain of ignorance. I think it's the one thing that... uh, I keep going back to any time you think you're better than you are, any time you think you're better than someone else, you better take a real close look because you don't know what that person's been through. It's a lot like Satchel Page. Um, but e- egotism is the, pan- is the anesthesia for the pain of ignorance is, I think, something that I, I think about every day. Well, it, it's, it, it's a little hard uh, at first, but you realize that uh, if you face the reality of a situation, sometimes it's easier to get through it. Well, that wraps up the first season of the Magnifying Excellence podcast and officially kicks off season two. We have another strong list of guests, including Olympic gymnast and medalist and attorney Tasha Schweikert and Darren Cahill, one of tennis's top coaches and television commentators. Also, other guests will be announced soon. We are only as good as our listeners, and we appreciate you spending your time with us. Again, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite network like Apple, iHeart, or others. And please share the episodes and leave a review if you like what you're hearing. You can also visit xleet.com, xleete.com, and join our free Magnifying Excellence Club and get our new ebook, 10 Top Life and Business Lessons with Season 1 Guests. Plus, receive our weekly X Letter News of Excellence email. Thanks again, and here's an excellent goodbye. Original music and production was by Jay Hurley, and we are broadcast from Las Vegas, the sports and entertainment capital of the world. Any brief celebrity quotes do not imply endorsement of xleet.com or the Magnifying Excellence podcast. All rights reserved.